Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Robin Choi. And I'm Drew Ginsberg. And if you want to maximize your relationships, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast. If you're tired of the old way of networking, the business cards, the awkward conversations, and the aggressive pitches, but you know how crucial your network is to your success in life, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Build Your Network, the only top-rated show committed to helping you master content networking, foster real relationships, increase your authority, and build the network of your dreams. Listen in on conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, authors, thought leaders, and more as we deconstruct their best strategies for your success. So get ready to burn your business cards, ditch the name tag, and discover the new way to network with your host, Travis Chappell. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Build Your Network podcast. Robin and Drew, thank you so much for joining me on today's show. Thank you for thank having you. us. Yeah. We're excited I, to be here. Very much so. Yeah, really excited to talk with both of you. And uh, you work in a pretty unique business, but I want to kind of give a, a, a quick background as to how you got to where you are right now. So take me back to really the beginning of your journey as entrepreneurs. And Robin, you can go ahead and start with that answer, but just kind of back to the beginning, how did you start on this entrepreneurial path and you know, not taking a, a traditional kind of nine to five route? Yeah. I mean, it has a lot to do with Drew. So Drew, um, you know, and her old partners founded the company. And I think they were coming from a corporate place and, you know, Drew specifically was like, let's do something that she feels passionately about you know, and it just resonated. She started the business on Instagram and you can talk more about that. And I'll talk more about when I joined, 
you know, on Instagram and a lot of people back then were kind of looking, you know, for people to to follow and interesting things happening that are very unique and different from any like corporate experience or any big box, big brand experience. Um, I guess fast forward to me, um, you know, Drew and I used to work together at Urban Outfitters headquarters. Um, I was the dress buyer. She was the dress designer. So, you know, we worked together and then I left the company, she left the company and we kind of lost touch, but I was shopping in New York and the meatpacking. And I just saw this incredible display of like gorgeous statement pieces. And I was like, Oh, what is that? Like, it's amazing. Like, let me go in there and, and try it on. And I remember it was like in this kind of like vending machine layout, which is, you know, super new and different, especially considering like how luxe the jewelry is and like how intricate it's made, intricately it's made. And I was like, this is beautiful. Um, Tried it on, was like, oh, I'm buying this. And I remember even then they were like, oh, sorry, you can't take it right now. Like Mm. we do same day delivery. And it was very forward for that time. It was like 2013. Yeah. Um, Went home, was like, oh, I can't believe they wouldn't let me take it. And like Googled it. And it was Drew. And I was like, oh my God, text her. And was like, Drew, congrats. It's amazing you know, love your jewelry. Like, thank you so much for creating this, like wanted something like this, but it didn't exist. Mm. Um, so that happened. And then, sorry, I'm always like staring at you. I'm always like, I'm trying, (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like Robin, her story and the way that she operates is really interesting. And she's so business minded. Like as a buyer, you have to be all about numbers, all about growth, all about moving a business forward. And I feel like the story you're not telling, you're telling like about Dylan Lex, which is wonderful. (laughs) And I think it inspired you to join the company Mm -hmm. and be my, my partner in like so many ways. But I think, you know, you really wanted something that was meaningful. I think you were looking Mm -hmm. for that, you know, working to the bone and growing other businesses that you weren't really inspired by or didn't feel like you could impact in like a meaningful way. And I think that's like, yeah. Thank you, Drew. (laughs) No, she's right. I know. I know. She's just like, because we're trying not to like, you know, jump in, in. but Drew's right. I think at the end of the day, I'd worked for so many corporate companies. And honestly, a lot of these corporate companies were like, wait, we need something fresh and we need something new. And so I was always the person that they brought in because I think usually it's hard for people to be business minded but also like creative right and I think like I am very creative for like a business minded person yeah so I was always pushing the envelope and you know making these companies like 30 million another billion but you just kind of like lose that sweet spot of excitement of like people actually doing what they believe in and I think resonating with a bigger audience of like, oh, this is special and cool. This brand also believes in things outside of just the product and pushing the product to me. So that's kind of, you know, long story short, why I'm here and why we're owning our own business as opposed to working for kind of that giant wheel and causing a wheel. Right, right. What what all... plays into that decision to leave a successful career because that's that's something that is there's a lot of risk associated with obviously operating as your as yourself you could be very comfortable in the types of jobs that you had before uh what is it that you think kind of drives some people to step outside of that safety net and kind of <laughs> go out on their own yeah i mean for me i can only answer for me but i'm you know i kind of know yours and so not exactly <laughs> i was getting physically ill 
Like <laughs> I was, I was in New York and working all the time. And like, you know, you're like inventing these things all the time and the ideas yeah. and the marketing. And I was just getting physically like run down. So that was a big part of it. And also bored. Like it's mm. funny to think about getting bored when you're like the in- inventor of new ideas, but it is boring. Like it is boring to keep pushing and knowing like this middle ground that you need to hit. But also like I was, I was getting not, I was not well, like physically. So Hmm. those two things. Yeah. 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 I mean, what about you? I think you just realize that life is so short. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's in the same way. Like I wasn't getting physically ill, but you know, I did have like a little life scare and I was like, wow, life is Mm -hmm. so short. And I feel like as a creative, you know, I was pushing a lot of ideas and then kind of, they were getting beaten down Mm -hmm. in the business that I was in. And I was really exhausted in that way. And was sort of just like, can I curse on here? Yes. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) A show with entrepreneurs, it's going to happen. I was just sort of like, fuck it. Like I have this idea. I know how to build something from start to finish, which is like, I think in the creative field, such a blessing. Mm -hmm. I think I, you know, I know, I know a lot of people in the entertainment business and what takes to make a show or something. Mm -hmm. It takes so many different people. And Mm -hmm. while making a product takes so many different people, I knew how to do it from start to finish. Like I could sketch it. I could source manufacturers. I could link it all together. You know, like I could do all of this stuff. And Mm -hmm. I was just sort of like, with a small amount of money, let me just see if I can mm-hmm. do this because yeah. why not? I have the, I'm lucky enough to have the ability to do it. And so I just tried and seven years later, yeah. like here we are and it's just such a blessing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and you build that trust with yourself too, when you are building for other people and you see, I, I am the one holding things together. I am the one taking it to that next level what could I do if it was just me and I didn't have all yeah. the bureaucracy and things to dig through? And I, and I want to talk about obviously your company now, because like I said, you are in a unique world and it does take a lot of creative and business mind kind of blended together. So what was the inspiration for uh, Dylan Lex and what was kind of the, the reason you decided to start this specific type of company? The inspiration was, I think I grew up in a, in a family and in an environment where not intentionally, but I think, you know, I felt smaller and I felt mm-hmm. like I had to be like this tough tomboy to prove that I could like make it in this like man's world. Mm-hmm. And I think accessories and and styling myself in this very weird way really made me stand out and people look at me differently. And, you know, it gave me this edge. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people really gravitated towards it and were asking me like, where can I like get this? Where can I dress like that? Like, how can I find this accessory? And I saw that it like it, people wanted it mm-hmm. and it made them feel the same way it made me feel like yeah. tough and capable and strong. Like I was just wearing this thing that reminded me that I could do everything anyone else could do. Mm-hmm. And I think really, I, mean, I felt that way. Yeah, about it. Like and that's, that's, yeah. It's just like this, this this piece that just makes you feel unique and like uh-huh. stand out and like you can handle and it sounds cheesy. And I think in the beginning I would be like, Oh no, I don't know why people <laughs> like it. But like, I knew, like yeah. I, I knew that it, it made me feel good mm-hmm. and I could see that it made other people feel really good. I think we're really similar in this way. Like I also grew up in a really like tough and you have to prove yourself type of family. Yeah. And I think for me, like you don't always want to communicate with your words like sometimes. And I think that's the cool thing about dressing and fashion and accessories. You are saying you're choosing this thing that is showing everybody how you're feeling and what you're about like right away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like why, you know, Drew is my designer. Like 
she was on my team. Like I always like understood what she was going for and wanted that. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And if somebody didn't want, I was like, but explain yourself. You know, right. because I felt like her pieces were always like really artful, but like strong hmm. and like diligent and made a statement very much like our personalities. So and the personalities of the people who follow us and, you know, love our product and love our thing. So, yeah, that brings so much clarity when you say it's a statement, because you always hear people say that, oh, it's a statement. It's a statement. And it does it like when you just hear that, you're like, OK, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yes, it got it got attention, but. But yeah. it is, it it can mean so much. And and that's a, that's a really interesting question because one of the things we talk about a lot is like when you have a product, you know, a product is one thing, people resonating with your product is another thing. Um, and so how do you transfer the passion you're having over these individual pieces, these accessories? How do you know you have something that's going to be uh, attractive to kind of the actual market? You know, like when you, you might be really passionate about something, but you know, how do you have confidence that this is what people are wanting or needing? Well, that's, I think, where (laughs) what comes into play is like working in the industry for Mm. five to seven years beforehand. And really, you know, a lot of like these major companies like an Urban Outfitters, you know, they study what the market wants. Mm. And you're you're studying all of these really high-end labels and how you can bring this to the masses and how you can get good margins and how you can be smart and like what was a bestseller and how to update that. And so I really had that at my core. Mm Um, and also like, I'm a woman in my, in the, you know what I mean? Like I want things and you know, I'm a very regular body type. Like I'm not built like a model. Like, you know, I knew what I wanted for myself as well as like years of training on like how to kind of look at the market and, and design things that are thoughtful and flattering Mm -hmm. and, you know, just feel, make people feel really good. So I think it was just sort of like, yeah. And honestly, totally. And the answer really, it's so funny. You had like such a good answer. And in my head, the first thing that came up was you don't know. And that's Mm. the special part about owning your own business and being an entrepreneur and trying something new is you're not doing this formula. Like in big companies, Mm. you're forced to do this formula has to be this price. It has to be this cost. It has to have this trim. It has to be this length because they think that people like we've figured out people, but we haven't. And that's why there's always something new and cool that is going to be better because we haven't figured people out and people Mm. are really interesting and want new things that are different and risk taking. So you don't really know, but I think we trust ourselves because we are a customer. And it's funny because in, uh, in retail or in fashion, they often say like, you need to be in touch with the customer. The merchant is the customer's eye. And it's like merchants over time just get see the numbers. And it's like, well, no, if you really care about your customer and care about yourself, who is also a customer and a part of the world, then you do what you want and it will resonate. Mm -hmm. Also, I mean, the fact that we kind of came up on Instagram Mm -hmm. really allowed us to talk directly to our customer base and our following. And like, we answer all of our DMs. Mm -hmm. We answer, so we see everything that people are writing. So it's like really good intel for us for mm-hmm. new collections and being like, oh, wow, everyone like really loved X, Y, and Z, yeah. but the price point was too high. You know, like we're yeah, always we taking notes and we're always listening. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important thing that a lot of big corporate companies are kind of disconnected from. Yeah. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with 
Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Now, imagine that, like listening to what your customer wants. <laughs> uh, I, so I'm, rare. <laughs> I, I'm curious because, you know, you've obviously worked with many celebrity clients and, you know, there is a there is a part of this too, where you are educating people on what is fashionable, what is the style, what is the thing that they should be wanting. So what percentage of this also would lean into education, like trying to get people interested in something that they've never been interested in before, or trying something that might be outside their, their normal comfort zone? Good question. I mean, we talk about this a lot though, like a lot. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, I don't know. They talk a lot about fashion about like the trend makers and the trend followers, um, which is something like we shy away from because everyone should make their own statement, which we truly believe. But I was just thinking about how a lot of people like love something, but then are shy about it. Like I'll hear a mm. lot of customers say, oh yeah, like Drew can pull that off or like Beyonce can pull that off, but I, I can't, I don't know. I can't do it. But then you just like Put, put it on them. We're like, well, for this moment, why don't you just like try it, like mm. put it on, you know, or like, let me, let me show it for you myself. And then people are like, oh, oh. So it's like a, it's like, interestingly, like not an educational thing, but almost a confidence thing. Mm. Um, I think um, we do a lot of um, like private clienteling and pop-ups. Yeah. And I think, ha- you know, being in person or being online and having this personal experience where they see someone like them, um, wearing the stuff or they're putting it on yeah. themselves and kind of playing and playing around, I think is like the best way to. I think so too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, it's a lot. It's, I, I don't, I can tell you a percent, but a lot, it's both. <laughs> it's like, but you know how it is. It's like, how do you know that something exists without seeing it? Yeah. You can't or without hearing about it or someone telling you or showing you. So I would say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to answer <laughs> that know question, to answer honestly. That. Yeah. 
no, um, I am curious because you do a lot of obviously the in-person, you know, you're working with people directly, you know, when you transfer to the online space and you're trying to get someone to picture something, that's a totally different experience than, you know, if you go into a store and somebody just holds something up to you, it's a lot easier to transact right there because you're going like, oh, I see it. Whereas when you are seeing clothes or accessories or a product in the hands or on somebody else who's not you, you know, how do you as an online marketplace as well kind of transfer that experience to the best of your ability? I think it's about adding that human touch. So it's like not too curated. It's not on this perfectly styled human in this perfectly Mm -hmm. out of touch place. Like a lot of the marketing I've been doing on my own and it's like in a messy corner of the room and it's me making like really like kind of self-deprecating jokes about (laughs) myself. There's like, there's like a human behind it. And so you can connect with the fact that like, I feel awkward and, you know, uncomfortable, but like, wow, look how good I look, you know, like, (laughs) I think, I think a lot of our marketing is very like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it humorous. It's honest. Yeah. It's like a real person, you uh-huh. know, it, you're, and you're engaging in that way. It's like Drew's talking to me or I'm talking or the way that we're talking mm-hmm. to you. It's just like, that's how we feel. We're talking to like one person and it happens to be yeah. that audience, a, yeah. a huge audience. But we're not doing like big production shoots no. where everything's so like old. Sc- I mean, I think for lack of a better, it's a very old school. It's like you yeah. see something in a magazine. It's like gorgeous yeah. model who's like so out of like, it's just so far away from you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like very aspirational. Whereas I feel like we're real humans, like yeah. beautiful things. And, well, those and, perfectly photoshopped images double down on the, this is not for you. <laughs> you know, like yeah, when you're looking at that, you're, it makes you me know, like, oh, that's beautiful, but I could never have that. You know, it's, it's like, no, you can't. It, it, it is really funny how that, how that works. And you are seeing a shift, you know, I, I'm always surprised, you know, when we put out content that is tons of B-roll and music and produced, and it looks like a movie, no interaction. And then yeah. we'll throw up a, you know, we'll pick up our phone and just walk around and do a live where we're stumbling over ourselves, gets tons of interaction and DMs and things like that. And you see it across the board. Like I see even yeah. even ads now, even in the food realm, I'll see ads now from companies like Domino's and they'll post a greasy picture of their pizza where there's the box is not perfect, but it yeah. looks real. So people yeah. are, you know, people are interested in that. And it's a, it's interesting. I think it's just the social. I think people are getting tired of the overly glamorous uh, kind of vibe that you see on on different images from companies. But absolutely, uh, yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of curious. Um, obviously, this shows build your network. So uh, we always ask everybody this question: uh, Do you believe that who you know or what you know is more important, and why? Oh my God. I always know the good <laughs> questions when you both look at each other and nobody wants to say anything. Well, because we went over this question and we're like, <laughs> I think it just depends on how you use either. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like you could know all of the people in the world, but you couldn't know how to like connect with them or communicate mm-hmm. your idea or they're not getting it. And it's like, you know, what nothing ever happens. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I, know. I kind of feel like it's an either or yeah. scenario. I mean, we talked about this earlier and we basically came to the conclusion that <laughs> you it's you need both. Like, for example, Drew and I, like we basically like we're the perfect example of 
of a network that worked, right? Mm -hmm. We had worked together before. We had a bunch of friends in common and they both were like, wait, what about Drew? Wait, what about Robin? We're like, wait, we've worked together. So we came together, but Drew made a really good point. Like our expertises are so different, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I mean, of course we have common ground in many ways, but Drew is this like genius creative and she's like an excellent marketer and like can put together pieces that you would never consider that go together. And then I feel like, I understand that. I don't know how to make it. I understand that, but I can do all the business. So I know how to be like make sales and do be profitable and like have events to showcase this and like where people might feel nervous about something. So, but it's like both. Sorry, I don't know how to answer that question because it's like you need the knowledge. Yeah. I think initially for me, like just starting the business, it was like all about what I knew Uh because I couldn't rely on who I knew because everyone was like, oh, you're just going to have this tiny business Mm -hmm. and like how cute for you. Like Mm -hmm. it will be on Etsy. Like, (laughs) right. You know, I was just about to say, you know, that's the expectation I think people would have initially before seeing what it became, you know? Yeah. And then I, I took what I knew and I applied it and then it was sort of like, okay, you know, people want to invest, people want to do this. And I was like, you know what? Fuck off. Like I'm doing this on my own. I'm, I'm bringing on people that I really trust and I love and they get the brand. And like, in that sense, (laughs) what I knew was, you know, Robin, I was really comfortable with her. Um, and she called me and was like, I love what you're doing. And I was like, okay, this is the right person, you know? Yeah. Well, that's such a huge moment to be able to get to a point where the people that were laughing at you now want to be involved and you get to have the pretty woman moment of like big mistake, you know, like (laughs) we get to, you know, and and that's, that's super neat. And it does, I think your actual story kind of shows that is there's a lot of people who know business or know how it works. But if you're not in alignment with them, it's not going to benefit you. You know, you see this all the time with, you know, when you have three or four alpha salesmen in a room, they all know how to sell, but nothing else gets done because there's so much conflict over what should we do? What angle do we take? And, you know, yeah, your your relationship meshes perfectly, you know? And we trust each other. I think that is like the best example of networking because truly you're not going to go like network with somebody that you don't value their opinion or they don't inspire you. You are going to people that you trust and then they connect you with other people that they trust. So, and that basically happened to us with each other, but also our little circle was like, Hey, Robin's looking for, Drew's looking for something, you know, and it worked. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to ask one more question before we go into our random round, because, you know, with our company Guestia, we talk a lot about credibility. So we talk about the importance of having well-known names connected with you and and leveraging that credibility. And obviously, when you look at your site, that stands out. You know, you've got some huge names uh, listed out there, um, you know, uh, Chrissy Teigen, uh, uh, Usher, Jennifer Lopez, Lady Gaga, like some names people probably recognize. Um, What has that done for your brand, being able to have that kind of celebrity face on on the brand, those endorsements, and being able to share those with your your ideal audience? I mean, I think it just, it makes them, I think it makes our clients feel really good that these people are connecting with the jewelry and the statements as well. 
Um, it's always weird for me because all of those connection points happened through social media. It wasn't like a paid thing. It was very mm. like organic, like where their stylists have followed us and we become mm. friends and, you know, they're doing these polls and we kind of really see the back end. So I feel like I just look at everyone like a human yeah, being. Right. And so it's yeah. nice to have on the site just to kind of vouch to be like, hey, yeah. this person wore it. So like, you know, it's real. We're not just like taking your money yeah. and giving you trash, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Always good to know. It's also very encouraging, I think, because we are designing these pieces and making these pieces and doing things for our business that we believe in. And so to have that kind of, um, I don't know if accolades the right kind of word, but acknowledgement maybe Mm -hmm. from other leaders in their industry who are doing their own thing, what they believe in, making statements in their way is very, very validating because yeah. it's like, oh, we didn't make some boring thing that was a formula. We did what we wanted and trusted ourselves and that's what everyone should do yeah. um, or if they want. <laughs> some people yeah. don't. Yeah. And you're, and you're earning your way to that level, you know, which is why you can sit there and it's not, it's not just this flash in the pan shock of like, oh, so-and-so just bought something. You know, it's like, you're getting to a point now where it's like, that makes sense. Like we're moving in this direction. It makes sense that these connections are going to fall into place and it's organically happening, which is super, super cool. I'm very excited to see the two of you tackle this random round. So, um, so we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, we'll go ahead and get started with you, Drew, on the first one. We'll just kind of cycle back and forth on these. But what profession other than your own do you think would be fun to attempt? <laughs> so <laughs> I've always wanted to be an art teacher. Okay. I think education is one of the most important things that we don't pay enough attention to, like kids' development. And I think art is just really cool because... For me as a kid, I was really bad at math and all the things and I could just draw and it was like, it made me feel good about myself. Yeah. And I feel like my art teachers were always so, I don't know. I just always had such a good relationship with them. They made me feel like I could do anything. And I think it's, I don't know. I always just wanted to be an art teacher. (laughs) So. And you'd be great. You'd be great. That's, you can do that in retirement. That's a dream of mine. Yeah. Is this your announcement? You're quitting? You're yeah, becoming out? Leaving. Yeah. I am finger painting for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, Robin, what about you? Uh, I I would have been, I would want to be a TV host. I have a TV show <laughs> okay. host. I think I really like, and it's funny now that I think about it, it makes sense. Like um, Drew loves educating and I do too, but in a different way. Like I love showcasing people and their talents and asking them a gazillion questions and learning from them and like kind of showing them off because I find that most like brilliant people or like artists like are very, very shy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they won't give themselves pats on the back. And I think it's mm-hmm. really cool to be like, let me be your loud ass voice that you don't have um, so that people can see your brilliance. So I think, yeah, that maybe. You should start a I'm podcast. All... <laughs> oh my God. I like, I like your reason why. At first yeah. I was yeah. like, what? And then I'm like, oh, that makes yeah. sense. I mean, well, I don't know if you remember, do you guys remember Schulhauser is California's old? It's very yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he was like one guy. My, my mom hated that show and me and my dad loved that show. <laughs> I we, loved yeah. that show. But he just like goes to cool places and literally 90% of the time his back is to the camera. Like you can't even <laughs> see his face because he's so curious about who yeah. he's getting. It's the most normal people that have really cool yeah. stories. Yeah, yeah. Super. That's awesome. Uh, if you could sit on a park bench with anybody past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be? 
or uh, and why. Robin, I'll start with you since you look no, like no, you're not no, sure. No. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm very silly. I, I said Benjamin Franklin, or I would say Benjamin Franklin. Okay. No, that's like so random, but I had, and I'm like, oh God, is he a misogynist? But. <laughs> But when I was younger, I like read a biography on him and I just thought he was such like a, a curious person who like did what he, whatever he wanted. Like, oh, let me like figure this electricity thing out. Oh, let me figure out music. Like, let me go to France and like see what, what is art, you know, like yeah. let me tinker with all the things. And I think like, I'm very curious about that kind of person where it's like no holds bar. They just like are curious about something and they figure it out and do it. I think the action part is really interesting. He just like mm. does stuff, you right. know, instead of just like reading and learning, you know, he like, like gives receiving information. Yeah. Like right. Yeah. Mm. Cause it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of people think like just when they're learning and taking information in, that's like enough. an action. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's just, I mean, it is enough for some people. Yeah, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Drew, what about you? Mine would be probably Toni Morrison. I just feel like she's, I would just hug her. I think, I mean, come on. I just, it's just some, I feel like it's just women that are so gone through so much and can feel so deeply and have such good perspective. And she's just like someone I have always greatly admired. Just hug her. Give so much poetic, like Mm -hmm. her mind and heart and soul. Yeah. Uh, how do you like to learn best? Consuming information, what's the best way? Books, blogs, podcasts, audiobooks, videos, what's the best way? You go. I'm very visual. <laughs> so video, videos, books, um, I think are my are my number one uh, way of receiving information. Um, Robin, what about you? Uh, I think it depends for me. Like if I'm driving like a long distance and I'm all about podcasts, um, because that's like when I'm most focused. And then I love like short form videos. Like that's why I like love TikTok because I feel like there's really quickly you speed through. Like I've always loved TikTok. Um, I loved YouTube before that, you know, like I, I love that you can just search the thing and it's quick and it makes people very efficient in the way they Mm. communicate, which I like. Yeah. Um, but also, I guess, I don't know, movies and video. It really all depends. things. Yeah, sorry. I'm like, <laughs> all, all, all the things. All yeah. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. What is your morning routine? Robin, you can start this one off. Oh, my gosh. Well, I like get up pretty early. Uh, I have this standard poodle that is my best friend in my life right now. But he like jumps onto my bed and then we snuggle for like 30 minutes, get coffee. And then literally I make a to-do list the night before. Um, and then I prioritize it and I, I, I go out to do those things. Yeah. What kind of to do like a work to do list or like personal, I'm like, what to do it? Like go get coffee, walk around the block. Like what is this? Make to do -do list. I I don't know. Like for some reason, right before I go to bed, I like get a slight bit of anxiety because I'm just Mm. like, oh, I have so much to to do that or more than that. So much I want to do. Yeah. Mm. And how am I going to execute it? So I write, I'll write down all the things like, oh, set up the marketing for 2024. Like, yeah. what are our three priorities for 20, you know, 2030? Like, okay. what do we want to do? Talk to Drew about this. And then, and then, then I will write, like, get, drink the coffee. Like, <laughs> the coffee's in here. <laughs> drink the, the coffee. coffee. <laughs> the coffee's in here. Get flowers for my mom. Like, I, I write them all down. Mm. And then I, like, number them. And then I, like, I wake up. In order of priority? In order of priority. Wow, Robin. Wow, Drew, top that. Uh, <laughs> Very different. <laughs> Someone asked me on a podcast I was on. They said, "What's your morning routine?" And I was like, "Survive." That's my morning. <laughs> my morning routine. That's my morning 
morning routine as well. I coffee. I can't function without coffee. Um, and then usually I'll just go for a quick walk around the block because I just need fresh air. I yeah. moved from the East Coast to the West Coast and mm. I just need to be outside, honestly, mm. if I don't get it. If I don't get that yeah. like that like moment, I'm just like not yeah. – I can't function for the rest that's of the day. That's good. It's like a meditation. Yeah. Because that's how I feel about snuggling Teddy. It's like meditative. Yeah. And then yeah. just like get dressed really quickly and start work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you're getting dressed super quickly and you're racing off to work, what is the pump-up song that you're playing? <laughs> I mean, it changes. It changes by the month. I get obsessed with the song. But right now, Annie Lennox – <laughs> little was it little bird is that the song is it? i i've been listening to it on annie repeat lennox so annie yeah. lennox is a phenomenal person yeah. and so yeah. she's my pump up what i love how you? all your things are like mellow and mine are like ugh. mine's like <laughs> fashion killers by asa rocky i don't know it just like talks about like fashion and his girl and how she loves fashion and i don't know <laughs> you and your dog <laughs> me my and my guy but yeah, I don't know. It's just like fun. And the way that he talks about it is like, you know, she, this is very materialistic, but she'll buy, you know, so she'll buy this Fendi bag, but it's not for her. It's for her kids in the future. I, I just like, like the concept of like an investment of something beautiful right. um, that's long lasting. Anyway, that, that song that's super on brand. That's great. <laughs> um, what is something that you're not very good at? And Robin, you can start this one off. God, we talk about. I'm really bad at saying no. Like anybody, mm. I know, and everybody's like always. Everybody who's an entrepreneur and in business is like, you need to learn. Start. You need to learn to say no, mm. and you need to prioritize. And like, I feel the opposite. Like, I say yes to everything. I if I have like three minutes, I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll pencil this in at that time. So yeah, that but that's can be unhealthy. I, I get. Mm. So my time is very filled. But yeah, I'm bad at saying no. Yeah. I would honestly say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, you too. I would like, say exactly the same thing. And also just like schedule. I, and I think it goes hand in hand <laughs> yeah, with, not yeah. say, with not saying no. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm, you know, I have my own things to do. But yeah. when you run a company, you kind of want to be very available for everyone else. Yeah. And so oftentimes I yes. Yeah. And then I'm working very late. Yeah. Drew is though always on time. And this is kind of a funny difference between us. She's like always, always on time. And she says she's bad at scheduling, but she's always on time. Whereas I am always late. And I think it's because I'm like, oh, wait, let me give you that three minutes. And then I'm suddenly 15 minutes behind to whatever the next thing is. Um, But yeah, we're both bad at that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, What is one place online where people can connect with you the most? And obviously I'll put a link to the website, the main website in the show notes. Uh, but if people want to follow you individually, uh, get to see your specific tastes and interests and your your updates, what's the best place to do that? Robin's on OnlyFans. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Now um, I have to mark the episode explicit. Like, oh, Great. Yeah, I opened an account. I'm actually really How'd you know? That's, that's what funds our business, actually, in my own. I I think our Instagram is like our most accessible. We're on that daily. Yeah. So much. Dylan Lex. Sweet. Yeah. We are on that more than anything, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, perfect. If you're listening to the episode, be sure to head over to the link in the show notes. Go check out the Instagram uh, over there uh, through the link. And uh, thank you both of you for jumping on and taking the time to do this. Uh, I know we ran a little bit long, so I know you're going to run late to your next thing. Sorry for messing up your schedule, uh, but I'm so glad we made it happen. So thank you for saying yes. Yeah, I know. Thank you so much. What a pleasure and a joy.
That's it for this episode. If you want to connect with Travis and other like-minded people who also listen to the show, then you're going to want to head over to travischapel.com group to join his free Facebook group, Podcast to Profit. Travis will see you there. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.